All right, you ready? I guess. <laughs> ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> nice. Hello, and welcome back to the Everyday Trainer Podcast. My name is Meg, and I am a dog trainer. On today's episode, I'm joined by Marcella. Marcella is here. She's in the house. She's shadowing. She's also a dog trainer, so she has all the good dog trainer stories. And this is going to be a really fun episode. So grab yourself a tasty drink. Meet us back here. Hello, Marcella. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I always start off my podcast by referencing a drink because you always have to have a tasty drink. You are also a fan of the coffees and teas. Yes. So today we are drinking blueberry leaf tea with honey and a little bit of oat milk. And it's hot as fuck right now, so we cannot drink it, but it's going to be delicious. So hopefully you also have a tasty drink. So, Marcella, we're going to start this off by, you know, you got to tell me all the things, who you are, how you got into dog training, training, how you ended up here on my couch. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, so I'm Marcella. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say my name because a lot of people don't know my name. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have my name posted anywhere, but it's CLT Mild on Instagram. Uh, and I got into dog training, been doing it for four years now. I had a pet sitting business and I started following all the dog accounts, trainer accounts in Charlotte, just to try to build up my clientele. Saw people posting bite work and I was in awe of it. I was like, let me just come and sit in the corner and be quiet. (laughs) I would love, I would love to just come watch. It took a, it took a few months of convincing and I finally went, I was sold on it, got offered an apprenticeship and I've just been training ever since. Yeah. And we acknowledge today that you're a crazy person. Yes. Because you have three Malinois. This is now a Malinois household. It is. The Malinois <laughs> have now outnumbered the Golden Retrievers. Yeah. So. <laughs> Malinois in an apartment as well. Yeah. You're wild. Yeah. They're crazy. They're crazy. They're scary. But they're so nice. And you're such like them. a little person <laughs> with these like three really <laughs> scary dogs. <laughs> Everyone just gets out of my way. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, we had a client come over today and both of Marcella's mouths were in the crate and the client just looked over and they just like stared at her and she's like, they're really scary, aren't they? I was like, yeah, but they're also just like big babies. Yeah, they're so nice. Like once you get to know them, like, yeah. they just look scary, but they're really not yeah. at all. They are. They're just weird. Yeah, they are. They're just they're weird so dogs. Anyways, so you currently live in Charlotte. So were you um, a pet sitter in Charlotte? Yeah. That's where I, you started? Yeah, so I was a pet sitter. Um, and I was going through aesthetic school. I'm also a licensed esthetician. So something to fund my aesthetics or, you know, or 
to fund my dog training, I just did aesthetics and I was really good at it. I loved it. I was a lash tech also for four years and I finally got out of the industry in January, closed that chapter of my life. I didn't realize how sad I was going to be and miss it. Like, I, that was, like, a big chapter of my life, and I loved it. Um, but dog training's always been my passion, and I started with the pet sitting business to kind of work within my hours, and I'm like, oh, yeah. well, somehow I can get into training. It's always just been my dream job. Yeah. I, I'm i surprised we haven't talked about this, because I also started in, like, pet sitting. Yeah. That is just, like, such a different world. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, honestly, I was slightly traumatized yeah. with that. It was did you lot. do, like, all pets, or did you mostly just do dogs? I did I did all pets because I had a ton of reptiles at the time, so I could take You're care also of them. a reptile girly? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love <laughs> reptiles. I, I, had six, I had six geckos, so I had, like, six tanks in my room i had a 55 gallon tank i'll have to show you the videos oh my god i have to take you to my friend nicole's house she has an entire reptile room she has so it's like ridiculous it's literally like better than a zoo exhibit it's wild i would be so happy with that yeah i would love it i was uh yeah i had geckos like i would look for geckos anywhere i remember i drove two and a half hours to Greenville to go pick up two geckos <laughs> off Craigslist for free. I'm like, they were free. But I spent all day <laughs> going there, spending money on gas for them. But Did you have like a terrarium like this? Like, did you do the yes. bioactive one? So I did bioactive. Is that right? Yes. Bioactive, yes. yeah. So I did bioactive once. Okay. And this is when I'm living in my parents' house. My mom wanted nothing to do with it. She was so scared of them she's like they're so ugly like all this stuff the geckos yes. the geckos are so cute i know and so i had i had a heat lamp on one of my tanks for my other one of my other geckos and yeah. i come into my room and the lamp is on the crusted gecko tank i'm like what is going on <laughs> i smell this burning oh no and the heat lamp burned all the plants in it i'm like what the heck is going on freaking out thinking my gecko is dead my mom's like oh well he looked cold but my whole bioactive tank just gone (laughs) just fried fried i was so upset i spent so long setting that up it's expensive too yeah did you get like the springtails and yep yeah everything (laughs) it was at it was at repticon too oh yeah that's what i did too yeah Yeah. it was gone i was so upset oh man yeah no i uh I went through a small reptile phase. I mean, I've always been into reptiles. Like I got a bearded dragon when I was in high school and then I like brought it here to Florida. And then I like, I don't know, I was just moving so much and I moved to grad, uh, Kentucky for grad school. And then I ended up giving the lizard to my dad and my stepmom. And now she basically takes care of this bearded dragon. And she's like, why did I end up with this, <laughs> this lizard? <laughs> so I might get him back at some point, but I had the crested gecko did the bioactive thing. So like the bioactive, Oh my gosh. If, <laughs> if we burns. lose, if we lose power right now. So we have a bunch of um, thunderstorms going on and, the power goes out pretty frequently here but anyways um the bioactive (laughs) gecko enclosure is basically just like it's like a living environment so you have like the bugs that like decompose 
everything. And then you have like living plants and just animal girls. It's such a pain to take things. Care of yeah. And to set up and it be successful. Yeah. I was struggling. I did so much research and I still struggled with it. it was I've so kept hard. those plants alive for a really long time. Oh my God. I was like, I was like, oh, she has a bioactive thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I really should get another crested gecko and put it in there. You should. Yeah. Just, like they're easy. Like I just keep them at like room temperature, feed them. And they thrive in also. Florida. Yes. I know. I've been, I've, like this, they're literally out. We can go grab some. Like <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. Every time I've come to Florida, we'd be on vacation every year here. We go to Venice and I'd be outside catching like lizards, <laughs> like just snatching them off the leaves and like, just hoarding them. I'm like, look at how many I caught. I love that. One of my old roommates had a chameleon and that was literally like the best thing ever. It was oh the coolest God. thing. It's so cool. I've always wanted one. The reptiles, man. Yeah. Okay, so pet sitting. You did all animals because you're a reptile girly. Yes. Do you have any, like, crazy stories? I, yeah, so I, um, (laughs) so this one client that I had, they were pretty close to my house, but he had a King Charles and he had a lab. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with these dogs. They were one of my favorite clients that I had. Uh, They just moved to Charlotte in the area, and uh, they, like, gave me a house tour, so I could either stay at their house, or I would just do drop-ins. For this client, I would do drop-ins, and then if I just stayed the night, I stayed the night with the dogs. Um, But this was day one of the house. I remember walking in, and I let the dogs out. I'm like, oh my god, I really have to go to the bathroom. Like, I have to pee. And I just start opening doors. I'm like, where is the bathroom? Like, I could not find this house is huge. I could not find it. It's either a pantry, a closet, (laughs) a bedroom that does not have a bathroom in it. And I'm like, what the heck? So I open the door. There's a basement, like a nice basement. Like, there has to be a bathroom down here. Go down the basement, go to the bathroom. I open the door. So I'm not paying attention to what I just walked into. He has hundreds of snake containers, like snakes just all along the wall of his basement. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like he breeds them. Like the columns that you would see the breeders have set up. I was like, There's no way. What? Like he just has like a snake operation in his basement. Yes, in his basement. It was all the walls were covered in snakes. And I'm like, this is so scary. I mean, I love snakes, but I was like, I was not expecting I feel this. like you really, you really see some crazy shit when you're like going into people's homes. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. And I was like, what the heck? Because he didn't show me the basement before. I just, um, like, I just had to go to the bathroom. And then I see that these are all these snakes. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything at all. So I went to go pick up my check the other day. And he also had a leopard gecko that I was taking care of uh-huh. in his son's room. And I was like, oh, my God, your leopard gecko is so cool. It's like, I love reptiles. And I was trying to see if I yeah, could yeah, get yeah. the conversation going. And he was like, yeah, like, it's really cool. I said, yeah, like, even, like, I've always wanted, like, a snake to love reptiles. And he's like, oh, you like snakes? I said, yeah, like, they're so cool. He's like, wow. He's like, you should follow me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go. And go down to the basement. He's like, I actually breed snakes. I was like, wow, no way. (laughs) You're like, I already knew this. (laughs) But then he opened up the door to this other room in the basement. And he had like boas 
that were like 10 feet long, massive. I have the pictures. I'll have to show you. And like these massive snakes that could eat me. And he's like, here, like hold it. That would, that would like probably be me if I wasn't like <laughs> consumed by like running a dog training business. It was so cool. Like you just see my face. I'm like so happy. You're like, this excited. is the best day of my life. Oh my God. It was so fun. Yeah. It was so fun. I'm still in contact with them and he'll just text me like, Hey, like I have this one snake I'm trying to get rid of. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, don't tell me. Do I need me. a snake? You should. You should do it. I was the reptile girly at the zoo that I worked at. And so they just had like a closet full of snakes and you would just like pick the snake that you wanted to talk about that day. And you could like walk around with the snake and I love that. Yeah, it was the best. I have so many random like snake and possum and just like Florida wildlife facts. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go on a hike and I'll tell you all my Florida facts as we're walking around. (laughs) Like this is what my biology degree got me. I've always wanted to work in a zoo. It's like, it's one of those things where you don't really make any money, but like you get to hang out with some really cool animals. That'd be worth it. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a different world. The the zoo world versus like the dog the dog world. Very, very different. But it's so it it really shouldn't be so different because dogs are also animals. This is what I was kind of talking to you about earlier, like a few days ago, about how Like I kind of had a moment when I went from working in a zoo or like these wildlife rehab places to like the dog world, because in zoos and for like wildlife, you have to be like, okay, this is what this animal like needs biologically, you know, like this is what the enclosure has to be. This is what the diet has to be. And, you know, we all have dogs. And I was like, wow, I could not tell you, like, this was before I fed my dogs raw, like biologically what our dogs are supposed to be eating, which is wild because I used to make these like plates for like tortoises and like (laughs) all these different animals. And it's like, wow, this looks so delicious and healthy. You know, it's just like all of these like whole fruits and veggies and like all of this stuff. And like even the carnivores that we would feed, like birds of prey or whatever it was, it's just like, meat yeah meat and bones or like whole animals and you're like hmm this doesn't seem right yeah (laughs) for dogs like here's this dry ass kibble for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) eat this cereal yeah it's pretty wild Mm -hmm. so i think the dog world needs to be more about like how to how you're teaching non-animal people how to be animal people as like dog trainers don't you think yeah no I fully agree with that it's like I tell people all the time it's like how can you like genetically fulfill your dog while owning them right and like each dog breed is different too Mm -hmm. you know so I always tell people like get involved in a sport like even if it's not your thing it could be your dog's thing it could be you and your dog's thing that you can go and do it's so fun yeah like just get involved with something. So are you a dog sporty girl? I am not in sports. That's the thing. Like I, I have working dogs, but I'm just not in sports. There's no club for me in my area that I have time for or that I would trust with my dogs. Yeah. Um, there's a couple individual trainers that I would go to for bite work, but 
I like lately this year I really have not had a club or had anything to do with my dogs at all regarding bite work so they really haven't done too much um but I would love to get into a sport if I find the right one or yeah. just take a couple classes and let them try it I think you've been really in play. like clubs before though yeah I've been in clubs before the club I was in for the most part was the one that I used to work at like okay. the trainer I used to work for mm-hmm. um he had his own club in Charlotte every bitey dog person pretty much went there and we had a we had a decent club we had a lot of people show up we would have other clubs come by and we would you know merge together for the day and have a huge cookout it would be like an all-day thing it was really cool um and it was nice like I liked that I learned a lot yeah you could catch safe dogs work with safe dogs it wasn't just anyone who had a dog that could have the drive is just sending your dog on you, you know, like we made sure everyone was safe. The dogs were safe and you were doing things properly. I know nothing about dog sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know too much. I mean, I just know from my experience, but I know like there's just so much that goes into it. It's crazy. Like the amount of work that people put into their dogs is insane to get to that level. Yeah. I can't relate. (laughs) I can't can't relate. (laughs) No, but I think like um, most of my people, because I'm very much like pet dog trainer, right? Mm -hmm. So like I, most of my people don't know anything about dog sports either. And I feel like I've like kind of been around dog sporty people for I don't know, a year now. And I'm like, I don't know anything. So like pet owners, especially, especially don't know anything. So you do protection. Yeah. Explain, explain the difference between that and like sport. It's really, that's the thing. Like there's really not too much of a difference. It depends on the type of protection work that you want to do. Like you can have a more civil dog or you can have a more sporty dog. People always say, oh my God, I would love to have a civil dog. But once you really see what a civil dog does in the liability that comes with it, they don't want a civil dog anymore. They want a dog like Nitro who is more sporty, but I mean, he'll bite. At the same time, you see him hanging around here and he's very pet dog like at the same time yeah um but he does have those moments where I do have to watch him I have to see how people approach him and everything like that you know he is a very social dog very social dog in public he's incredible um but at the same time like I know what my dog is capable of I just don't trust other people (laughs) around my dog so you still like there is still a bit of a liability and there's still things I can and cannot do with my dog or take my dog to certain places because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also just feel like sometimes you can't trust people to not just shove their hands. Yeah. Yeah. I took Minka (laughs) to like a farmer's market and I should not like, it definitely did not help her at all. She was like, I mean, Minka is like very soft she's like a little baby child but like I don't know it just made her really uncomfortable and I saw like you see when that pressure gets to be like too much like somebody's hand in your dog's face and it's definitely like exaggerated with a dog that like is bred to bite 
You know, you're like, you're literally like dangling your hand in, around their mouth. Yeah. yeah. And um, like I take nitro pretty much everywhere that is like dog friendly. Um, like we have a mall in Charlotte and it's more like it's, it's, it's not advertised pet friendly, but if you have like a well-behaved dog or kind of tiny purse dog, no offense to the small dog people out there, but <laughs> I love small dogs. Don't get me wrong, but just like that type of dog, you know, Yeah. Um, you can take them into the mall. So I would take him, I take him shopping with me all the time. Like he could totally pass for service work minus his ball drive, honestly. <laughs> as long as nobody has a ball. As long as nobody has a ball. I swear that's the only thing that is, that would stop him. Like if you take him to Dick's Sporting Goods, if there's a ball bouncing on that second floor, he's already vibrating with each bounce. It's insane. <laughs> like he's so wild. Um, he's under control. It's just he is shaking. Um so I take him shopping. I take him everywhere. I do have some people that stop me and they're like, oh, is uh, is he a service dog? I say no. Like I say, like he does protection work. And they're like, well, like he's, he seems like he's nice. I'm like, that's how he's supposed to be. Like he shouldn't be all wild and crazy and act like he's trying to bite your face off. Like yeah. that is not what we want. Yeah. Um, but I do have a lot of people who will just like reach out and try to pet him and, um, we met up with one of my friends one time and I went to go greet her and her boyfriend came down and just, you know, put his yeah. arm around Nitro and tried to give Nitro a hug. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and like grabbed the leash really quick. Um, and like Nitro growled, he didn't, he's not just going to turn around and snap at all, but he will definitely give you a warning. Like I yeah. like get off of me. Yeah. Um, so he was very lucky. I don't think Nitro would have bit him. Like he definitely won't bite unless I instruct him to, but mm -hmm. it was a close one. Yeah. And I was like, do not do that to my dog, please. <laughs> it says do not pet oh, in God. big bold letters as well. I know. I don't really have to like ever worry about that because I have golden retrievers. I know. You know? That's why I need to get a golden. I know. <laughs> I know you have to. They're just the best. I don't know. Like. Your dogs are a lot. They're a lot. <laughs> like, that's a lot. You have to do a lot with them. Yeah. You know, I have Lucy. Like, Lucy's pretty crazy for a golden. I have to do a lot with her, too. But, like, mm -hmm. she still has just the golden retriever, like, mentality. Yeah, I know. And it's, like, I mean, my dog's at home, like, in in the apartment. They're They're great. Like, they're great. They're just chilling. They'll be sleeping. Like, and they're, they ha they have their off days, you know? Like, if I'm not working, if I just want to lay around all day and I don't want to do anything and I'm tired, like, they need their off days as well, they'll sleep the entire day. Like, Nitro, I have to drag him out of bed half the time. He's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> like, none of them. Yeah. And they have a great off switch. Like, I think that is the most important thing when it comes to having a working dog. Like... There's a difference between your dog being high drive versus just completely neurotic. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know the difference between that. Yeah. And that's the problem with yeah. owning these dogs. Uh-huh. Um, no, I mean, they're definitely like very well behaved. Yeah. You know, they're like very well trained. <laughs> yeah. They're just Yeah. They're just is. like, it's just different. Like I, I, I like how you said, you know, you should live with one for like six months before you decide to get one. I think that's 
Yeah, like just be like I always tell people like if you serious like if you are truly interested in getting a Malinois or a working dog or even like a working line GSD, like there is a like I feel like the working line GSDs are much harder to own than a Malinois. A thousand percent. Like I I cannot. I cannot. The ones that I've met, I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like that's too for me, that's too much. And I have three Malinois. It's just different. Like shepherds are very different. Mm -hmm. I used to love shepherds and then I became a dog trainer. (laughs) (laughs) I used to to love German shepherds and then I became a dog trainer. Like I've had German shepherds my whole life and I'm like, I don't think I can do this anymore. (laughs) And I got introduced to a Malinois and I never looked back ever. Yeah. Um, But they're, yeah, like they're just very, very different dogs. The way you handle them, the way you work with them, the way they just take everything at a thousand percent there's not you have to be very careful what you play with them with what you entertain what you introduce them to because it will be just become a more like a habit or a fixation very quickly very quickly yeah so like with nitro in that shower scrubby (laughs) (laughs) the video i have posted of nitro in the shower scrubby i have a video of him just staring at it for like I swear a full two minutes um and I'll be in the apartment I'm like where the heck is Nitro and I find him in the bathroom locked with his head up locked onto that shower scrubby because it looks like a ball yeah because it looks like a ball or just even if you play with them with anything they will be fixated on it like that cardboard box surprised that has not been shredded to pieces (laughs) just yet the cardboard box that's literally (laughs) larger than you (laughs) oh my god you want to see what a malinois can do (laughs) let him let him rip on that cardboard box but yeah even water bottles don't even get me started like i told my mom when i moved back in with my parents do not ever play with them with a water bottle you don't know what you're creating you don't know what you're starting I was upstairs getting ready. I hear a crunch. I'm like, you, you don't understand. You don't understand. And now I couldn't have water bottles by my nights, by the, by the, next to my bed. Couldn't have them next to my bed. I couldn't drink water bottles near them because they'd snatch it out of my hand, my mouth, the counter, everything. Oh, no. It was so out of control. Oh, no. Yeah. I got lucky with Minka as my first one. She's like in the right hands she would be a really good igp dog (laughs) (laughs) not mine is basically what i'm saying (laughs) oh like they were like this is like the best one out of the litter and i was like (laughs) perfect but she was the last female yeah so that was the reason why i got her but basically like the breeder had her reserved for this like IGP guy, this guy overseas who was like big time IGP guy. And he, for whatever reason, chose um, one of the other dogs. And so she was the last one. And I was like, yeah, for sure I can handle that. <laughs> she's so like, she's so chill though. I, I know, like but like I raised her to be a golden retriever basically. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I question the way I raise mine half the time. Yeah. Honestly. She's like a a derp. Like she's just, I don't know. Malinois are like the smartest, one of the smartest breeds. So easy to train if you know what you're doing. Yeah. But they are so dumb. She doesn't, she has one brain cell. 
Yeah, so do mine. It's insane. It's insane. But then I have like Lucy, who's like, Lucy's a person trapped in like a dog body. (laughs) But it's like problematic, you know? It's like, you you shouldn't exist to this capacity. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the way she just bosses everyone around is so funny like every time you leave her alone like i just pay attention now and she's i just told in you <laughs> i know lucy's such a bitch anytime i walk out of the room she, first of all she doesn't respect anybody besides me like she literally i don't know you'll have to really earn her respect but she'll push you she'll like push you so hard to be like eh, how how far are you gonna boss me around you know do we lose your headphones yeah I know. Are you back? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Lucy will basically just like, w- like walk around and correct all the dogs when I, <laughs> I walk out of the room. <laughs> oh She's like, I'm in charge now. I can hear her. Like I turn around and I just hear Lucy like starting shit. Yeah. I hear her like in the kennel room <laughs> or like in the back and like yeah. getting everyone in line. <laughs> yeah. God, she's so annoying sometimes. That's how Sura is. Like Sura, she's a, she's a lot. She's a very intense dog. Like she's sweet, but it is just mentally she cannot turn it off. Yeah, it has taken. I got her back in October, and she started living with us in December. And oh my goodness, up until now, literally, like almost six months later. She's finally learning how to chill and be an apartment dog or a pet dog again. Like, that's how long it takes for a dog to learn that. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you have three Malinois in an apartment. Yeah. That's what I tell people. I'm like, that's, I'm like I always tell people, they're like, oh, we have a yard. And, you know, especially like a lot of clients or people with pet dogs. And they're just like, oh, like the, my dog has a lot of energy. I'm like, there is no way. Your dog has the amount of energy and the amount of stimulation it takes to tire them out, like my dogs. And I'm not saying like other dogs don't have that. They do. But for three of them, and I live in an apartment, and I just tell people, I'm like, I don't even walk them. They're like, oh, my God, you don't walk your dog. You don't don't exercise. I'm like, no, they get exercised on the treadmill. (laughs) <laughs> in a training session or i'll just take him to the park or hike and that type of stuff but walking is not like our main way of exercising my dogs like they need yeah. mental stimulation they can do six miles on that treadmill and come off and be like i am so ready to go and do a full bite work session and training session and all of these things but a five minute training session like my dogs are crawling back into the crate <laughs> like they are done yeah and that's what, like, that's just what I prioritize. Like, I prioritize mental stimulation way more than physical stimulation. Yeah. And it's just, like, that's that's what you have to do with them. Yeah, you do. And it's, I'm also just, I advocate so much for work smarter, not harder. Especially if you have working dogs, because you will overwork yourself so fast with these dogs and there's some people who just want to work their dog all day i'm all for that but i also have so many other things going on and like i like to go have a life also outside of dogs you know so if i can 
I like working my dogs. I have my time for my dogs during the day and their training sessions. You mean balance? Balance. (laughs) It's it's crazy. (laughs) Balance in your life? Wow. I know. That's (laughs) wild. They're like, oh, like you train dogs. And like, this is another thing. Like we were talking about like what it looks like on social media versus. Oh yeah. That's what we were going to talk about. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like versus in person and. You know, and people ask me like, oh, like, what do you do other than train dogs? And I'm like, I do so much. Like, I'll go out. Like, I'll go to house music shows. We'll go to raves. Like, we'll go on trips. Like, we'll do so many things. Like, I'll just go to the lounge with my friends and have a drink. Like, I like having, like, my, I have a whole personal life that people don't know about. And I like it that way because I love dogs. I love that it's, you know, that's the career path that I have chosen, but I also know if I let it consume other parts of my life, I'm, it's not going to work out for me mentally, you know? Oh uh, like yeah. I, I need, I need to have that. I'm separation. like the poster child for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the poster child what for you burning. Doing? You're doing great. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> oh, for having no balance and burning myself out. No, I think that's like, <laughs> you have to, like yeah. you have to. Yeah. And also like dog people are crazy. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I love dog people, but I need a break sometimes. I need a break. I can't have it be like my I mean, I can't. I can't go too far with that. Like I that is my personality. Is I mean, you have dogs. three Malinois. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> That is my personality and you know, I love dogs. Like everyone knows me as the person who has a ton of dogs and the dog trainer everywhere yeah. I go out. Like I'll go out by myself. I'll take Nitro to the club on the patio. <laughs> Don't even question. I have taken him to the club multiple times on the patio and people will be like, oh my God, I didn't even recognize you without your dog. <laughs> That's happened multiple times. Like, oh, I thought I've seen you from somewhere. I've seen your like one of your videos. That's Did wild. I recognize your dog. No way. Yeah. <laughs> you also have a lot of followers on TikTok. Yeah. How many followers do you have? Like 119,000. Damn. That's just from like dumb videos that I post. It's like <laughs> not even like a good educational video. Like <laughs> my dog finds my vape or I just walk around the house with a Nerf gun with my dog. You know, like those are the videos that I post. <laughs> isn't the internet wild sometimes i think that i'll like have a a really good video and then i post it and nobody cares and then you post like the dumbest shit ever and it like blows up and you're like damn what yeah i had um so i had the one video of nimbus and i put i forget what audio i put over it um but I just like turn around the counter and I kneel down and I go out of the camera mm-hmm. with the Nerf gun and he's between my legs and it just that video blew up like that video blew up and then I was like oh my god that would be so funny if I just did a if I did it around the entire house I took so much time on this video <laughs> I took like a good hour trying to film this making sure it's all good like the angles are good nitro's like in position and everything that was the second one that i have that's viral but i posted that that had like 113 views in like (laughs) a couple months i'm like what the hell i deleted it reposted it and then it blew up and i was like that's no way yeah you should have to repost them sometimes 
what? like super old videos that you know that that would do well sometimes it's just the algorithm like i would just delete them and repost them what happens to me is like i'll post for like let's say <laughs> i go on like bursts <laughs> when i have time yeah. when i have time i'll yeah. post like a, a shit ton like two weeks straight of videos and then like none of them will get like that much traction but then like one video will get like a shit ton of traction and then yeah. it like lights up all the other ones yeah. so like currently i'm being attacked on tiktok for um walking a frenchie on a slip lead and really? that was like a i don't know i had to do that one like two weeks ago but that one is like blowing up so now all of my other videos are like being everyone's got to investigate the others yeah Oh my god. It's weird. Yeah. Social media is a weird thing. Yeah, I had um one of my favorite ones that I had. It was so I posted a video. It was like a it was a cute challenge. It was like a, the cha cha slide challenge, but you know, like go to the left, the right, and then I'm Nitro's just in a heel and he's staying by my side as I step mm-hmm. to the side. And it would say like I forgot it was like turn around or like cha-cha or whatever mm-hmm. i'd have him go between my legs slip into a heel like that's what it was like i was just doing the dance with it it blew up and if he has an e-collar on i'm like we were just about to go rollerblading and of course he has his e-collar on i'm not trying to die on the rollerblades um you can never be too safe especially <laughs> being in the city um and like i don't even use the e-collar for those videos i don't need to like there's no reason, you know, it's just, he has it on. I mean, yeah, every dog trainer watching that knows that. Yeah, but and then other people don't. So yeah. they said like, oh, like I could never use those cruelty tools. So I ended up finding every single tool I could find in my apartment, threw it on his neck. And I was like, oh my God, look at all these cruelty tools. I have the slip lead, the prong, the e-collars, agitation collar, like the fur saver. I have five collars on him. <laughs> and i was like oh look at all these cruelty tools and honestly i left the house with all those one i just didn't want to carry them at all and i didn't have my backpack on me i left it in someone else's car and i didn't want all these tools all over the place i just stuck them on his neck i was like here you you go just wear them yeah that's fine nothing's gonna happen yeah i'm not even using them yeah and it was um and then someone's like, oh, like, we use all five adversive tools at the same time. You're not a dog trainer. You're a dog sadist. I'm like, I put those on literally just for the video. First of all, who could even do that? <laughs> I know. <don't. laughs> <laughs> like, if they believed that to be true, they should be impressed more so than anything. Like, no, that's I'm so like, stupid. I could, that's too much. That's too much. Like, he wears his fur saver and then his do not pet collar and then whatever like a prong or e-collar or whatever for the day and that's it i mean we obviously support e-collars here yeah you don't have to you don't have to stand up for yourself in the e-collars we love yeah, e-collars, we love e-collars. <laughs> i love e-collars <laughs> yeah it's like i feel like especially when it comes to tools too like i have i have seen the bad side of tools like i have seen it like in front of me i've seen i've seen like dogs bleeding from their neck i've seen like the uh like the contact point like seeping into dogs necks before 
from people just you misusing those tools. But I am also a balance trainer. It doesn't mean I do that. I, I have literally that. never. I've seen it. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. But and you could do, yeah. It's like, and I, I tell that to my clients. And like, even though like, you know, clients are always going to be like hesitant when it comes to tools. And like, I, to, I, I tell them like, honestly, I'm like, I have seen that. You know, I'm not saying that I haven't. Like, I completely understand where you're coming from. And I have seen that, but this is how we're going to use it. And I'm going to teach you how to use this properly and be confident in using it properly. You know, like, it's not about the tool. It's about who's using it, you know. And this is why this is happening to those dogs. Because someone's being a dick. Somehow it's a wild concept in this industry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. That's it. That's all you have to do. I'm uh, laughing at the mug that I gave you. I didn't even realize <laughs> I didn't see it. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. The titty mug. Oh no. Okay. Um Yeah, I think there's a huge difference also between like social media dog training and like real life dog training yeah you know and Mm -hmm. like (sighs) i don't even (laughs) you you know because you're involved in both but not a lot of people are actually are genuinely like good on social media and actually like training dogs in a like professional sense you know like i feel like there's a lot of the like social media dog people who are like i've trained my dog and therefore i'm going to teach you how to train your dog and it's like yeah obviously like you are allowed to do that Mm -hmm. but as far as general public goes like you should probably get getting your advice from people who are like professionally training dogs yeah. Because you just get to see and work with so many dogs. And so in the world of like internet dog training, like the tool thing is a huge argument, right? Yeah. But I've never had a circumstance with owners to where I like explained the tool and how we use it and mm-hmm. them have an issue with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I haven't had that. And like even to make owners like feel more comfortable, like I... Like, people can, I can do the e-collar training, right? Mm-hmm. And then I can just hand you your dog back. But what I do is, like, I like doing the e-collar training in front of them. I will talk them through the entire process of me figuring out the dog's level, how I'm conditioning it, how I'm doing this, mm-hmm. the entire process in detail, how my brain is working through this process mm-hmm. so that they can understand, like, this is how it works. This is how I'm doing it, and this is how your dog is responding to it. And this is how you problem solve through the situation as well. You know, like I'm not, I think that's the best way to do it as well. Like is showing owners like this is how I can figure out your dog's level and talk you through it so you can feel more comfortable. But at the end of the day, like if an owner doesn't want to use it, like I'm like, okay, no problem. Yeah. I just give that as an option. Like it's just, there's so much extreme on both sides of like, force free and but it, in and the real like, world there's not do you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah like yeah i could not name one force free dog trainer in the area 
that has a dog training business that like successfully trains dogs? I don't think I know any in Charlotte. Right. That's what I'm saying. I know that there is some and like. Like they have to yeah. exist, right? But like. They do. <laughs> they, I know they do. Like I know, I know a couple, but I don't, I don't know anything. They're about not like business. helping dogs. I no, that's horrible. I take that back. <laughs> I know. I know. Before some, I get attacked, <laughs> get canceled. I, I, I'm like, I'm all for people who want to do like force free, and I know, like, I'm more positive on the balance side anyway. And I yeah. think it's like there's just so there's just so much on both sides as well. Like balance is like you're compulsive or you're not compulsive. It's literally just like a spectrum. Right. And I think, um, I don't know. I used to like really look down on like a few dog trainers because they were like more compulsion trainers, Mm -hmm. you know, but then you look at the dogs that they work with and where the owners are at with those dogs, you know, like, I was kind of telling you earlier that a lot of times I work with dogs and I don't know why, but like, I just get these like really difficult behavioral cases to where it's like, this is literally the dog's last hope, you know, like there are going to be some other options if training does not work or they've worked with previous other trainers before, you know? So I think like force free, you're raising your puppy. Perfect amazing you know you're not struggling with behavioral issues you're not getting dragged down the street you're you know like yeah it's a lot of times I work with owners who are to the point where they're like I literally can't exist with my dog's behavior right so like Mm -hmm. the person that I was telling you about earlier like my client who's like we couldn't even have a conversation because her dog was just like literally screaming screaming Like if, if people were like in the house and the dogs were not involved, the dogs would be screaming to the point to where like the people could not have a conversation, you know? So like it gets to the point where you like literally can't even have like your family over (laughs) because, you know, your dog's going like crazy all over them or like the dogs will go crazy over like tape measure. Mm -hmm. They would pull out a tape measure and the dogs would like attack the tape measure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they do, like, construction. (laughs) She's like, we're always pulling out tape measures, you know? Like, this is insane. I can't. Like, he goes in, he goes just wild. So I get a lot of people, and I'm like, cool. Here's, like, my approach to training. We teach everything with food, teach leash pressure, teach marker words, and then we layer layer the e-collar on top of that. I have them feel the e-collar. They're like, oh, this is it. I'm like, yeah, this is it. It's just a physical sensation that we use to communicate to your dog, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's how we work through those behavioral issues is like, you have that communication with them. Yeah. Even if it's just to disrupt. So like you can even load the e-collar as like you would a clicker where it's like physical sensation, come and get your food, physical sensation, come and get your food. So if you have a dog who's doing behavioral issues, like barking like crazy like that, you disrupt it by that physical sensation. And they're like, huh? Right? Disrupting those behaviors. So it's not even like the tools or like training has to be used in a sense of like, everything's a correction. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's. I think that's just what people think. It's like, I mean, I always have my clients like, this is, my dog responding to the e-collar and like nitro is super happy and i say like 
of course it's going to work because it's adversive, right? Like it is adversive. Like yeah. bombs are adversive. That's why they work is because they're uncomfortable. But right. you can condition it to have, like my dog gets excited to put his e-collar on because I've conditioned it to be, this is a, we're going to go do some fun stuff and work. And like my dog, like he has so much freedom because he's e-collar conditioned and I put that work in. Oh yeah. You know, like I feel like people just like, oh, well you can just put an e-collar on and like, start zapping oh my gosh like there's so much work that you have to put in to have a dog condition to an e-collar like you can put an e-collar on for recall and that dog will easily just run away from you (laughs) i have seen it happen you know yeah but it's just like you're like oh well that's a lazy way of training i'm like no there's a lot of work that goes into e-collar a lot of work yeah it's crazy and it's like even there's a there I know there are force free trainers in my area, and like it I just always ask the person like what's your approach what do you prefer like that's my first question like if you want force free trainers here I will go recommend some if you want balance trainers here I'll go recommend these people yeah you know like it's just and like I've learned a lot from the force free side as well you know and it's like we can all learn from each other but it's like what are just like why can't we just hold the people who are being bad why can't we just hold them accountable and stop bashing each other at the same time yeah like we're all trying to do the same thing you know and help dogs yeah but see i don't even it's like who who am i who am i to say you know because i feel like my view on dog training is constantly changing too Mm -hmm. like the longer that you're in the more that you learn about dogs it's just like as it should i think yeah. you know as you learn more things it should change but yeah i used to like look down on you know a couple of trainers and i would never say anything like publicly against somebody i don't do anything that i wouldn't want done to me you know yeah. so yeah. like if i don't want somebody going and bashing me i'm not gonna go bash anybody i'm not gonna talk about what other people are doing i'm just gonna do it differently yeah. <laughs> you know like I have no opinions on what people are doing, but I used to feel like very strongly against, um, you know, a few trainers and how they did things. And then you start to look at like the dogs that they're training, you know, they're on that. Like if a, a force free trainer is like really good with puppies and, you know, like shaping behaviors and reinforcing all the good things that we want, like, that is really how we should raise puppies, you know, like. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I did with Nimbus is like, I wasn't going to put a prong or a slip on him. Like I just, I free shaped his entire like loose leash walk. Yeah. When he was a puppy. Yeah. You know, and he was on a harness. Exactly. Like that's, and I'm a balance trainer and that's what I did, you know. But then these like other trainers, like you see where the owners are at. They're like, you know, this is my final like attempt at like saving this dog's life essentially you know and so you're like well who am i to say that like what's better you know yeah what's better giving a dog a super hard correction or putting it down you know so it's it's hard to judge those people who are working with those dogs i guess is what i'm saying because i'm not working with those dogs i'm I'm not not. working (laughs) you're not like oh hell no you know so (laughs) like i feel like i have no opinion on that on those like real severe behavioral cases yeah i have a a old friend who that those were the dogs that they took and she taught me a lot about 
they they've been dog trainers for over 20 years and you know they take on like aggressive dogs like aggressive dogs like they're the dog trainers that like the fucking what are the people who get the really aggressive dogs like after a dog bites somebody who comes to your house animal control yeah they're the dog trainer that animal control would release to like sometimes dogs are so bad that they'll say i'm not going to release this back to the owner it has to go to a dog trainer yeah so they taught me a lot about like really aggressive dogs and behavioral cases and I think, you know, like from an outside perspective, you would be like, this isn't the ideal way to train a dog. Right. But then you're like, this isn't an ideal situation with a dog. Like this dog just attacked somebody in its family, you know, and like, yeah. this is, this is what we have to do. Yeah. I think the that's the thing is like, especially when it comes to balance training, like I believe there should be a clear yes and no. Like That's just that's what I believe in. Like, I think there should be a clear yes and no. And I think that should be fair. Wait, but, what do you mean? Like, Oh, for the to, dog, yeah. Like, yeah, like teach them the what dog. you want and what you yeah. don't want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm all for that. You know, like, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Like, I think especially like dealing with those cases, like that's not my area, you know, yeah. I don't have experience with that. Like I train dogs. I have some behavior mod. Experience. Okay. So to like give you an example, yeah, it's like, how would I train a dog with food? right? Mm -hmm. I would build up food drive yeah. with a dog. The dogs that they are getting, it is so incredibly dangerous to incorporate any food into any scenario with that dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I wouldn't, I would never look at like how some people are training dogs and be like, this is how you need to train dogs. But it's like, well, this dog just like bit somebody's face and is so like it's always coming from like a place of fear usually these dogs i don't want to say always but like a lot of times most of the time. yeah most of the time it's like these dogs are just like so fearful and so insecure and they've practiced like being scary to keep you know people and dogs away like if you're really scared and somebody's like shoving food in your face like that doesn't <laughs> like doesn't really do anything for you you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah yeah so, you know, on the internet, there's, this is how you should train dogs. And it's like, yeah, that is the ideal little bubble scenario of like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> of how to do it. Of how to do it. And that's what I struggle with because like, I think that that comes from a, a lot of just like um, inexperienced people giving advice. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of it. Yeah, it's like I I do clients. I have a lot of clients, but I don't post them on my social media. I really don't like you. If you scroll down far enough, you may see when I did boarding trains and I worked at a facility. I also and think it's like it. a very personal thing for a lot yeah, of people too. It is, you know, like it's kind of I don't want to say like it's embarrassing, but like it's you know people don't feel good like mm -hmm. if their dog is to uh place to where they like have to work with a trainer yeah. which leads us into our next thing yes it was uh like why do people go to trainers at the last resort instead of just going just to go and just to go learn things and have a thing just for them and their dog during the week yeah because i mean i guess i'm doing behavioral mod mostly you know so 
there's just so much room for things that we could have done <laughs> to prevent prior the behavioral issues from ever even developing, you know? I have a lot of, a lot of my clients are just obedience clients. I do get a lot of puppies as well. Like I, I love training puppies. Like Oh, I love puppies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Puppies are my thing. Like I love doing it. Um, but I have a lot of, I have a lot of clients in that way. And I always just tell them like, it doesn't matter how many dogs you've had in your life. Even if you feel like you have a handle on training for the most part, like the most basic thing, just go take a class anyway. Why not? I don't even, to be honest, I don't even care if it's at PetSmart. At least you're going to do something. Yeah. You know, like go do something with your dog. You can learn something new every single time you go. Go to different trainers, you know, go check out their methodology. Go learn as much as you want. But just go spend time with your dog, like personal time. It's like taking your kid to soccer practice. Go take your dog to training during the week. Yeah. And it's just a fun thing for you to do with your dog. Yeah. And they love it. Yeah. And it's also important to like, I mean, it's not necessarily important. I think like what's most important is that you do something with your dog and do something that can like educate you, mm-hmm. you know, on dog ownership. Yep. Um, but it is also really valuable to find a trainer that like aligns with how you want to live your life. Exactly. You know, so I'm not like, I'm not an obedience trainer. I was, I know. And it's like spending this time with you so far I was like and it's like I feel like I'm stressing I'm like do I I'm like I don't I'm not supposed to do place or I'm not doing place or I'm not doing it I'm like what do I do I'm like because I'm an obedience trainer you know yeah it's like I do some behavior mod but I do obedience you know just because people want place and down and stay and like all this kind of stuff and I'm like and I'm stressing, I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing enough because I do so much all the time. But see, this is, this is That's literally my stressing. thing. I know. This is my thing. You're like making me Do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> literally, like, uh, I don't know. People have like sent their dogs to me and then the dogs go home and they're like, what did you do? <laughs> like, I can't. It's tough for me to explain because it's just what I've always done. And I realize why I'm good with the behavioral dogs is because yeah. I just calm them down. I'm, yeah. I don't ask anything of them. Yep. You know, it's, just exist with I me. Know. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm like, this is, I love this. Like, I'm not stressed about, I love it just because like, I'm not stressed because a dog doesn't need like they don't need this a place or like a 10 foot downstay because the owner's like not going to be doing that shit anyway. Right. You know, like. Why am I going to stress the dog out? Yeah. Or stress myself out. Which is going to stress the dog out. You know, I'm very big on like, like you see me, I have to take breaks throughout the day. Yeah. Right. Because I will start to feel myself like I get, you know, not worked up, but I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little stressy right now. Mm-hmm. I got to take a moment and calm myself down because like, if you walk into the freaking dog room and you're feeling some type of way, everybody's going to feel some type of way, Yep. you know? So like sometimes I'll literally just go and like hang out and like lay on the floor and like eat snacks in the dog room, you know, because I'm like, look, I'm I'll also hang out with you guys, you know, mm-hmm. like we'll also chill. Yep. But I think like, for a while, I, I've been in my own little dog training bubble, 
I don't know what everybody else is doing. And then I realized what everybody else is doing. And I'm like, this is why I'm getting everybody's dogs. (laughs) This is why all the dogs that come to me have already been through training is because like obedience is fun. I, I do obedience with Minka, you know, like I do it with my dogs, but like, that's not what makes them good dogs. Yeah. That's not what makes them stable. That that's not what makes them like healthy, you know? Tricks isn't training. Like it, all it is is tricks. Like, yeah. Co- they just say commands, but it's just tricks. Yeah. Honestly. I know. And I mean, I I tell people that all the time. They're like, well, I want this and this. And I'm like, well, your dog can do all that, but it's still like a raging psychopath at the end of the day. Right. Now you just have a raging psychopath that can do cool shit. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> so like Duke. Oh, wait, turn your turn your microphone this way did i tell you no you see how the line is in the middle is that better is the is the back thing on the back yes okay did i tell you about when i recorded with wesley he talked into the back of the microphone for the first like i don't know 15 minutes probably Does he? (laughs) he was also confused by the microphone um what was i talking about you were about to talk about Duke. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds so much better. <laughs> I was holding it wrong this whole time. <laughs> See? <laughs> I need to get microphone stands. <laughs> um, he could, like, only function in command, and that shit drives me nuts. Nuts. And, like, he's a little bit crazy right now. Like, I need to reel him in a little bit, but, like when I first got him, he was just healing with me all the time. I would just be walking around my house and he's like, head up heel. And I'm like, get the fuck away from me. (laughs) God, that would drive me nuts. (laughs) I know, but he couldn't use his brain outside of a command. And I'm like, this is so sad. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've met a lot of dogs like that. I know. And I like, I get a dog like that for a day. I'm like, I know exactly how you were trained. Like, this is not helpful to you. Yeah. You can't use your brain if you're not in command. You like, should have seen the first time I tried to get my dog to free shape something. <laughs> it was just like the last two brain cells rubbing together really fucking hard and nothing was happening. I just had the bowl in my hand. I sat there on the couch and he just blank stared at me for like 10 minutes. Like he would not move and then i tried just you know moving around the room i'm like just go do something yeah like, let's walk over here and he's like okay i'm healing over here <laughs> i was like oh my god but now free shaping with him is so fun i tried to challenge nitro he's so freaking good at this and i was like this is in my parents house the couch was across the living room and i was on one side i was on the other couch there was a TV tray next to the couch with a salt shaker on top of it. I was like, I'm going to get this dude to jump on the couch and touch the salt shaker with his nose. <laughs> I was like, so random, but I was like, I bet he could do it. He, five minutes later, no already way. doing that. It was so, I have a video of it too. It was so insane. I was like, there's, I cannot believe I got him to do that. I need you to work with Minka. I got it. Yeah. You do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it would she's, be fun. She's got no brain cells. <laughs> Like, I swear, like, they're so smart, but they're so dumb. I know. I know. <laughs> For real. Like, my dog is obsessed with a shower scrubby. <sighs> That's it. It's the only thing he thinks about. 
think that's it. People have no idea. It's a lot. Like, it's like, also, also like, oh my God, your dogs are so well trained or your dog trained. Your dog is so well behaved. I'm like, I don't think you understand what they put me through. <laughs> like, they're, yeah, like, they're, they're well behaved dogs. Like, they're neutral dogs. Like, I can take them out everywhere, you know, no problem. But they get into, like, they drive me insane. They drive me insane. I feel like people are like, oh my god, your dog trained. Your dogs must be so well behaved and they're like the best dogs, like robotic. I'm like, they are far from that. I feel like they're worse than half of my clients half the time. <laughs> like they're so insane. I know the client who was over today. She was like talking to her dog. She's like, watch them because I had Zoe, Lucy, and Mika. And <laughs> I was, I was like, like, no, please don't. <laughs> I was like, no, look away, <laughs> look away. <laughs> We're like getting ready to walk through the door. I'm like, they're gonna fucking. They're, they're gonna, gonna put knock all that Malinois yeah. energy on that little lab so fast. <laughs> they're gonna ruin that dog. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, and like even like social media in general. Like oh yeah, like what social media is like versus like in person oh yeah like i'll have it's so weird like when i started like when people like random people would just i guess say something to me like in charlotte yeah and my tiktok was blowing up a little bit but i don't i don't think of myself as like oh my god like i have all these videos on tiktok and like all this stuff like i post it just because it's fun and my dogs do stupid shit all the time and i like to post it um but I had this one person, I have this one person, she was like a client, she's like a friend as well, um, but she would hype me up so much, like, she still does, <laughs> I have to play you some of the audio, it's like, she's so sweet, she's so sweet, she drove two hours, two and a half hours to come do a lesson with me, she was there at my house, 8 a.m., ready to go, Aww. with her dogs, and I did such a long lesson with her, I think I did, like, over two hours i was like you drove all yeah. the way here like i'm gonna do as much as i possibly can with you yeah um and then she like went on her way we started talking more she's followed me since like the beginning and she's like oh remember those videos of like when you would post your boarding trains and she's like that's when you really started getting famous and i'm like girl <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> post like asmr dog feeding videos <laughs> the good night treats and the dogs eating the good night treats like, there's really no training on there at all oh like God. at all like these are the dogs of the month and this is what we're doing so um she's really great like they're so nice they're actually moving to charlotte so she's going to be around even more now but we love those people who just we, hype you up. I know. I like, she's like, oh my God, you're just so knowledgeable and like the experience that you have. And I'm like, so far, my experience in the drug training world has been terrible. So, <laughs> I was like, I appreciate how confident you are in me because that makes me feel good. But I am not like this all like super professional trainer that like everyone thinks I would be on TikTok. Like, yeah. I am not. Like, I'm just here vibing out. Like, just, <laughs> I just like to mess around with dogs sometimes. <laughs> and I yeah. have some clients. I don't know how I feel about the whole, like, public perception thing. It definitely, um, I don't know. I always kind of knew that I would, I would get a following. Like, that was always my goal. Mm -hmm. um, and... I, I started off, obviously, like, talking into my phone to nobody. 
like for so long. And so then I get people who are like, you're so good at talking on camera. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, I've been doing this for six years, <laughs> like every day of my life. And sometimes I want to like throw up after watching a video of myself. Like, <laughs> I didn't just happen upon this, you know? Yeah. Um, but I have to like hide away from the internet every every once in a while. It's just it it comes at me from all angles of like mm-hmm. people coming at me, not in like a negative way necessarily, just like needing me, right? Yeah, it's so, a lot. So you get like the DMs, right? So I get like Instagram yep. DMs and everybody it's just, Hey, thanks so much. I love your information. Here's this long ass story about my dog. How can you help me? And I'm like, all I the time. cannot. <laughs> like that that's like all my dms are like my friends will like joke that like people must just be sliding in my dms and i'm like yeah fucking people with dog problems that's it like <laughs> like that's literally it just, oh my god i get those all the time oh, like, that's it that's all it is crazy. yeah so it's like that on instagram and then like i got into the habit of doing like the monday q a's right so when i don't show up for the monday q a's the amount of phone calls that i get from like loved ones (laughs) or like people who have my phone number or like text messages that are like you didn't show up for your monday keeping you accountable (laughs) (laughs) didn't show up for your monday q a hope everything's okay and i'm like (laughs) oh god so it just like snowballs and then like i'm also getting all these comments on tiktok from people that are like you're a piece of shit compulsion trader and i'm like oh my god i'm just over here trying to train some dogs you know like it's it's so interesting it's just like the online world is just like not even it's crazy (laughs) it's so insane i can't read my comments i I cannot go on and engage with comments. I can't. I'll do it every now and then if I'm if I had a good video go off mm-hmm. and people are like, "Thank you so much for this." And I'm like, "I'll go respond to these comments." Yeah. But then when I have a video where people are like, "You're choking that dog. You're a piece of," I'm like, "Oh man, I can't even. I will never post again if I read these comments." Yeah, I like especially when like I have like my dogs in an apartment. They're like, "Oh my god, that." Poor Malinois is just like rotting away in an apartment. I'm like, he goes to he goes to bite work a lot, and like I'm the one working. You my do dog. not have to explain yourself like, to random people oh on the gosh. internet. I'm yeah, like, and then they'll be like on the treadmill. They're like, you never walk your dogs. I'm like, do you want to walk fucking 18 miles a day? <laughs> you want to do that? They do six each. Like, who has the time for that? And who like one? I don't want to do that. Like, I'm the type of person if I want to work my dog get him super tired i will sit in a chair in my backyard at my parents house put the ball down on the ground back up down (laughs) sit spin come closer down like a ton of commands you know and then we'll do like some structured training like later yeah but that's it like that's i will sit in a chair and i'll give my dog commands because i can do that and I'll, my dog is exhausted. And all I have been doing is just watching TikTok videos while I've been telling my dog what to do. <laughs> How to be a good dog trainer, everybody. Honestly, it's like the more you can teach your dog, I feel like the less work you have to do to get them tired if you just don't feel like working your dog like that. 
Like yeah. we have structure. You also have sessions. like working dogs, yeah. you know? It's a lot. <laughs> like fulfilling my dogs, like goldens, like I take them to go run in a field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just different, different like breeds. Like when we were hiking today, it, it was downpouring, but we're walking on the trails that like went through the neighborhood and it's like mm-hmm. Minka is obviously a golden retriever in real life like yeah. she's not a malinois so it's we'll say three three goldens <laughs> make us included in that and then the lab puppy just like running through all the like foliage in the like trails in the neighborhood living their best lives like they loved it so much it was God. the most fulfilling thing that they could ever do my dogs would hate it <laughs> my dogs would have hated that even minka is like okay we like this i guess yeah. <laughs> you know? she's just there she's like some part of me says that i shouldn't like this but they seem to really enjoy it so well, i guess i'm, I'm yeah. like it too i guess i'm gonna like That's it too so funny yeah yeah like even i don't know like with my malinois like they're they're just very particular in like what they like like and it's like i would love to take my dogs to i don't know like my boyfriend sent me a video of this uh, guy with his golden. It was with his golden at the beach in Virginia Beach. He was there for work, and, like, they had a day off, so they all went to the beach. Yeah. He sent me, he's like, oh, my God, we should totally take the dogs here. I'm like, you want me to show up and ruin everyone's fucking day <laughs> with my dogs? You think I'm going to be, like, that cute girl in the, in the ocean, like, with her dog, and, like, look at her dog, like, gently picking up this ball and, like, the dog just calmly walking out of the water like no my dogs will rage <laughs> like, <laughs> they will be running around barking like they will just riot at the beach yeah it's just it's just different you need a golden retriever i do that's what lindy has one and she's like oh my god it's so great like if people want to pet my dog go ahead <laughs> go ahead if you want to i really don't care because you're not gonna mess him up and he's just gonna be happy and there's not want to bite people yeah and that's what i told her like when we went to the golden breeder carrie yeah. we're just standing in the litter of golden puppies and i'm like lindy <laughs> do you do you see this and she's like what i'm like we are not bleeding right now like we're not bleeding we're not being attacked like it's just kisses it's just kisses <laughs> it's just kisses you can pick them up and hold them and they're not trying to like kill you i know it's like I have raised Malinois litters, and when I tell you, like, I have almost died. <laughs> like, I have almost died. Like, how do you know which Malinois to pick? I'm like, the one that wants to kill you, that one. <laughs> if it wants to kill you, take it. <laughs> oh, goodness. I have so many scars on my body. <laughs> my body is You're crazy. Tired. I just love it. It's so addicting. It's I'm like, it's such a rush. Oh, God. I love them. I have no desire. I have no desire to be bit to <laughs> fucking you should get in the sleeve like once i will yeah, i will you should do it with nitro okay <laughs> wesley did, wesley did it. i know yeah. i know <laughs> he was like oh my god the bruise on my arm <laughs> oh my god i would get annihilated no yeah. i'll do it yeah no they're super fun i think like you um, have to it's it's a it's a it's a cool thing i feel like it's always a fun thing to do like especially like your first time and you have a safe dog to do it with yeah as well like it's it's fun you know you don't even think about the pain until afterwards okay yeah (laughs) cool (laughs) let's do it 
Um, all right, we've been talking forever. Yeah. We gotta wow. we gotta wrap this up. So um where can the people find you? Uh they can find me on Instagram and TikTok. It's C L T Mouth, like M A L S on both of those socials. Nice. Yeah. Well, Marcella will be here. Oh, we didn't even talk about I feel like um, before we go, I got to ask you about your home, the just experience here, you know, here in yeah. Florida, just in the house. Oh, in the house, in this environment. Right. Yeah. So like you're new to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm like so calm and happy. <laughs> like I've I mean, I've worked in facilities and um. I've never done board and trains in my house because, like, I was living with my parents and now I have an apartment. Like, mm-hmm. I I cannot I cannot take board and trains, so I just do yeah. lessons. But, I mean, this is definitely, like, more of my speed. I'm not stressed. And I tell you, like, I was actually, like, dancing to music on my walk <laughs> this morning. I was, I, like, had to stop myself. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, I am so happy. In this nice weather, walking, just walking dogs in the morning, it's so nice. It's so nice. And I'm not stressing about, oh, my gosh, I have to try to get this dog into a downstay by this time and, and like, a sit-stay or whatever it is. Like, I'm not stressing about that. It's just let, let the dogs be nice. Yeah. Teach the dogs how to be nice. And <laughs> I love it. Just don't be a dick. That's don't the rule. Don't be a dick. Oh That's my. the rule, rule of my house. That's I know. It. And it's, like oh my God, like I can just actually do things and I have time for my own dogs that I have not had time for in so long and I absolutely love it and they love it. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a good vibe. Good. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're here and able to help me out, you know? Yeah. No, it's I'm a lot. I, already told, I was like, I told him like, sorry, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I've been looking at apartments. I'm going to be down here. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, I'm happy you're here. We'll hopefully have you on another episode here real soon. Um, CLT. CLT? Yeah, CLT Mouse, like Charlotte Mouse. Oh. Yeah. Okay, nice. Change it to Florida Mouse. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here. All right. Well, thank you so much, Marcella, for joining me. And thank you all for listening. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast and want to make me have a good day, go and leave a review. I would really love that. So thank you so much for being here and we will see you next week.